Hi, Devin the Bear here. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about UFC 284. Uh, we're going to be focused on the main card. The prelims are going to be pretty good. There's some pretty good names of up-and-comers. Um, probably the most recognizable is going to be Tyson Pedro and Modestus Bukaskas. That's going to be a pretty solid fight. Um, I think that's going to be Tyson Pedro's biggest test coming in because uh, Modestus has beaten some pretty big names. Um in terms of an up-and-comer. I'm really looking forward to this fight. I was a huge fan of Tyson Pedro uh, before the injury that he had when he was out for a while. And uh, coming back, he's um, he's looked good. He's, he's 2-0, both stoppages since he's been back. He beat, uh, I know Ike Villanueva was one of them, which is always a tough fight, for especially for a comeback fight from a serious injury that he sustained. Um, and then Medusa Bukakis, he is... Yeah, last I want to clarify. He's fought big names, hasn't yeah. Always beaten them. No, he's he fought hasn't. them, yeah. so he has the experience. I mean, while it, Tyson Pedro has been out, it is a big test, though, considering that he's coming back, you know, and he's trying to prove himself again. That because he yeah. was fighting like top guys whenever before he got injured. Um, but yeah, so he's taking on Modestus Bukakis, and if you don't remember who that is, he fought Khalil Roundtree. He lost by a uh, leg kick. It was the knee stomp. Yeah, he's only got stomped up. But since leaving the UFC, though, he's went two and zero, and he's back in the UFC taking on Tyson Pedro. And I'm excited for that fight. That's a great prelim headliner. Yeah, I think um, my hope is that Tyson Pedro can put a stamp on that one and be like, I'm I'm here and y'all aren't talking about me enough. Yeah. Because I feel like people aren't talking about him enough. No. And when they do, it's not in the best light. But anyway, main card. The uh, opener is going to be Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Minifield. I feel like people are sleeping on that fight. I feel like that um, is going to there. There's so many fights in the main card that could easily be fight of the night, and I do feel like this could be one of them. It depends on where the fight goes. If Jimmy Crute can keep it, keep Alonzo from taking it to the ground, the way that they strike is pretty wild. I feel like it could be very fun to watch. Um, I do feel like you're gonna see a knockout. In I, this fight. I think so too. Um, I think it's the knockouts more in Alonzo's favor than it is Jimmy Crute's, uh, just based off styles. Uh, I really liked watching Jimmy Crute fight. He throws down, but Alonzo Minifield's coming off of a two two win streak, uh, two win streak right now, both by knockout. And um, Jimmy Crute kind of has this thing about keeping his head on, you know, staying in line with his head yeah. when he does certain things. And Alonzo's kind of what he's just one of those guys you don't want to do that to. Like you have to have some type of head movement, and your guard always has to be up because he has crazy power. I think um, Jimmy Cruz's last two fights uh, have been unfortunate. One was the leg kick by Anthony Smith that just dead legged him and he couldn't get it back. Yeah. Um, and then Jamal Hill. He and just, look where he's at now, you know? Yeah. So. so it's not anything to really like. Jimmy Cruz doesn't look bad from those losses. Right. Um, it just kind of is what it is. Other than that, you know, he was getting wins. So I think that's a very good fight for the opener for the main card. And then you have Justin Taffa and Parker Porter. I feel like that's like the average guy's dream fight. <laughs> like the average Joe wants to see these two guys go at it. Like the old school UFC fans. Like yeah. this is going to give us some like freaking Tank Davis. Tank, Tank Davis, Davis versus uh, Mark uh, Hunt. Tank Abbott. Tank, Tank Abbott versus Tank Mark Abbott. That's what this is. is Tank, yeah. Tank Abbott versus Mark Hunt. It's it's going to be great. Um Parker Porter is so strange because, like, seeing him now versus what he used to be is weird, but, like, he's so good at heavyweight. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, there is an issue of him being as big as he is, 
but uh, I don't know how well Justin Taffa is going to be able to handle Parker Porter in the first round. I think Parker Porter in the first round is very good. Um, I feel like he's good throughout the whole fight, though. Like he keeps, I, I do, too. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm I'm saying Justin Taffa will be able to keep up with a fight going to decision because he's been there before. Right. Parker Porter doesn't do well in the third round. No, he does. He does gas, but he does keep a good pace through those first two rounds. And Justin Taffa is just he has that power to where he'll just kind of like walk. <laughs> he's he's flat footed, but it's because he knows yeah. he could just do whatever. Exactly. He, he can land that one punch. But um, I mean, it's a fun fight if you really think about it. It's two heavyweights. I mean, it's not very common you see. I think I'm sorry. I think I'm mixing up those names. Oh, Parker I'm, Porter. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. it backwards. Parker Porter's great going to decision. Justin Taffa doesn't do as well the further the fight goes. Dude's I'm got sorry. Two last names for a name. <clears throat> Parker, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So let me clarify that or, or reclarify. Uh, Parker Porter's, I think, going to be really great. Uh, the further the fight goes on, I don't know how well he's going to handle Justin Taffa in the first round. You start saying the power and the flat footedness, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think that's going to be a really good fight. I got Justin Taffa by a walk off knockout. I I could see it. But I, I, I'm also just talking out of my ass right now. It's it's, it apparently is hard to knock out Parker Porter. He can take a fucking hit, dude. Yeah. Hey, have he you sure ever had, freaking uh, can? You had Prime before. Shut up. Um, <laughs> the next the mid card fight is going to be Jack Maddalena and Randy Brown. This one is the one I think will probably <laughs> be fight of the night. This is uh, far from a mid card slump. It's yeah, a great fight. It's the opposite. Yeah. Uh, Jack Maddalena has incredible hands. He's fun boxing. Um, but so does Randy Brown. Randy Brown is good everywhere, and we've seen that. Um, but Jack Maddalena, Maddalena, he's just – we're seeing him come in into his own footing. He's really shown out. Um, I forgot what's – I know he has a couple knockouts in the UFC, but I don't remember exactly what his – he's undefeated in the UFC. I know that, right? Yeah. His um, – Danny Roberts was his last fight. That's the one where he's got like this – picture perfect combination to the body to the head yeah really freaking good um that's worth looking up but yeah i think i think this fight is very good uh both guys are hard to deal with on the feet and i i don't i don't think that it goes to the ground but if it does i i don't see how um randy brown doesn't take it he may not win by submission but he i don't know if he'll be able to I don't. I don't know if Jack is going to be able to hold off Randy Brown the whole fight. Yeah, I don't. I've never really seen Randy on the ground before to really know. He's not bad. He's not, he's not bad. He's, we've, we've I mean, he's got submission wins. He's not bad. Uh, but this is MMA. You know, eventually he's going to fight. There are people who are better on the ground. Right. But I don't think it's Jack Delamadalena. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I've always seen how Jack is just good boxing. So fantastic boxing. He has really good hands. Yeah. It's fun. So um, co-main event, you have the. Uh, Interim featherweight championship on the line between Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett, the dark horse of the division. Why? I you? just I just had to fuck with you a little Why? bit, man. Sorry. I don't get that. But uh, um, so we, he saw Devin saw a post recently about uh, Josh Emmett being the dark horse. I don't really think that there is a dark horse in the featherweight division because the top ten guys we know all about. They are all very freaking good. Everyone wants to make a case for them being you know the dark horse but if everyone's making a case for them then they by definition cannot be a dark horse that's just how that that's how that word that's how that term works 
So Josh Emmett is not a dark horse because we all know how good he is. We've all seen it. Yeah, but I feel like just like you have to know who Josh Emmett is to know how good he is because he came back from his injury. But that's what I'm saying. We all know how good he is now. Yeah. That Calicator fight cemented it. Yeah, but me and you know that. But like the casual fan, I you know, not do. a fucked up way, but like the casual fan probably doesn't even know who Josh Emmett is. I think they do. But I, I think it, his fight against uh, against Cater did that. Yeah. Like people know who he is now. And so, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but regardless of the point, it's a, this is a good fight though. It's a fun fight. Uh, Josh Emmett has heavy hands. Yair Rodriguez has a very unorthodox style. Um, and it's a hard, it's really hard to solve. It's always weird with Rodriguez because you can never count him out. Yeah. Uh, you look at the Chan Sung Jung fight and that's a very good example. Yeah. It's weird. You look at his fight against Max Holloway. There are so many times where if it was anyone other than Max Holloway, he would have knocked him out at a random point in that fight. Yeah. I mean, even Max Holloway struggled with somebody like that, but yeah. also like you don't really see Max Holloway fight guys, his size either. Yeah. You know, just cause that just, it's the division, but yeah, man, it was, it's a, it was a good fight, but, um, I don't know. I would, I'm, I'm going for Josh Emmett just because I've been a fan of his a lot longer than your, yeah, your Rodriguez is, but it would be really cool to see. Yeah. finally get that title shot. He's been in the top five for a long time. It feels like, uh, yeah. Um, that one's a toughie for me because I really like Josh Emmett. I've been a fan of him for a while. Um, when he came in, he was with Uriah Faber, right? Yes. Is and he still with Uriah? I, I don't remember if he's still with him, but I remember I Uriah talking him up, and I was like, all right, well, I need to pay attention to this guy. And I did, and I was very impressed. I know I saw uh, when Danny Castillo was in his corner, so I assume that he's yeah, still with Team Alphamel. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I love Yari Rodriguez. He's always going to be fun to watch no matter what, but yeah. Do I want him to beat Josh Emmett? I don't know. So I'm, right. I'm, you know, honestly, as far as a prediction goes, I'm happy either way. It's what I think happens. If anyone cares, uh, <laughs> I, it's going to be a weird first and second round. I really think that if it goes to the third round, that's Josh Emmett's going to be gassed. But that's his best chance for the knockout. Yeah. Because I think he could get it at any point in the first and second round. I'm not saying he's not going to get it in the first and second round. But I think if he holds himself and lets Yair do his weird stuff and spinning stuff, and if he's able to hold off on, you know, throwing it, gassing himself out, he can get the knockout in the third round pretty easy. But first and second round is going to be weird because yeah. that, that first round they're both going to have to implement their style because if you let Yair do his thing it's going to go bad for you but if you get if you let Josh push forward it's going to go bad for you because he's also got wrestling yeah he's got wrestling but he Josh also has a bad habit for throwing a lot of looping punches yeah he does yeah and I feel like that's where Yair's going to shine at because he's so much longer than yeah um, the reach advantage is definitely in Yair's corner like that's his advantage you know yeah. Yair um, first round knockout or Josh Emmett third round knockout. That's my man. thoughts. I don't really have thoughts on this. this. Is a hard one for me to pick, but um, I don't know, man. I I I don't. I can't really pick on this one, but I do. I'm pulling for Josh Emmett just because the amount of things that he's been through, like yeah, nonstop those injuries, injuries, man. And I'm, and he comes back and he looks great every time he comes back. Yeah, and so it's crazy because he doesn't really show ring rust, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, he comes back looking solid as ever. Uh, I remember I was a big fan of him, like whenever he's fighting Jeremy Stevens and then Stevens, uh, broke his orbital and I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, um, I'm hoping the best for the dude. I, I do want to see him pull off the win though. So 
Yeah, so main event. That time. brings us to a main event where you and I both are pretty um we're we're not gonna have a hard time picking who we want to win in this no, fight. No. Neither of us are and I I am a fan of Islam. So I shouldn't like say that we're not fans. You're not a fan. I oh, get the feeling. What's that? You're not a fan of Islam. I do like Islam. Oh, you so, do? But I just like I guess I'm kinda critical of him because it's just like it's hard. So I was critical because it's like he's getting a title shot just like Abib did. We haven't seen him really fight anybody in the top five. And then he wins the title. So, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he won the title. So it's like, okay, they answered all the... But it's very different from how Khabib won the title, though. Khabib beat fucking Ayaquinta for the title, who was like number 11 at the time. Yeah, I think he is mirroring, mirroring Khabib's run and career, but it is a little better. It is still Khabib 2.0. Yeah. Um. But we were just breaking down like his. Uh. He's on an eleven streak win or eleven win streak. Yeah. And if you break it down, like the first half are not top guys, and then the next two or three are good fighters, but not top guys. Right. His last two or three fights have been top guys, and he's looked great. So it's I'm not really questioning it. But if he comes in here and gets beat by Volkanovski, you know. It, what does that say? Yeah. I mean, that's what... Could um, be retired at the right time. I guess so. Before I mean, the right person came along. I don't know. Man. It's it's just... um, And then you got Volkanovski. Volkanovski is like... Everyone keeps talking about the size difference, which is going to be there. There's going to be the strength, yeah. that, the strength advantage. I feel like it's still in Khabib. In, I'm not Khabib. Uh, Islam's corner. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I do give him, the, Islam, the strength advantage. But also, like... Volkanovski is used to having to fight bigger guys. He's used to have like I mean, when even when they talk about a little bit about when he played rugby, like what the position he played in rugby, he had to go against guys like twice his size and all that all the time. You know, um, he's been training Craig Jones on his grappling on getting back up and on his all that stuff. Yeah, he's, he said that he does thirty five minutes of starting off in the worst position you could be in a submission, like the very final part of a submission, and yeah. then getting out of it. So I really, really hope they are working arm triangle and rear naked choke because those are going to be his biggest issues, yeah. I think. Um, that in the arm triangle. Islam's really good yeah, at snapping that's what I said. Oh, yeah, they said rear naked choke. Arm triangle and rear naked. Oh. Those are the two that uh, Islam's really good at because those are the pitch- But The way that they wrestle, the way that Dagestanis wrestle, those are the submissions they end up in a lot because they want to... They want to control you, and the most controlling positions are having their back or on top of them with your arms around them. So you eventually, you're going to fall into arm triangle. Yeah, and so um, yeah, no, I wish people would understand it was half guard, but it's not. Okay, I see what you're saying. Kidding. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pulling for Volkanovski. I think he's he's got the better stand up of the two. Not saying that Islam has bad kickboxing. He doesn't. He has good. He actually has very good hands. It's very it's, not, it's very fundamental, but yeah. it's good. It's not like top tier boxing at all, but it's still good though. You know, he's still able to draw people. I mean, look what he did at Glacian Tebow. You know, he, I mean, they were on the feet. He knocked him out. And um, that's Glacian Tebow. Yeah, hey, he doesn't have terrible hands. This is the. Yeah, but comparing him to Volkanovski. Dude, like, Volkanovski's look like a fucking world eater, like, world beater, whatever the fuck. I, and I'll, I'll say this. Um, other than Max Holloway, who has Volkanovski beat in the last, you know, however many years because he had to fight Holloway twice? <clears throat> Who's Chan, Chan Sung Jung, who everybody's given up on, sadly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like leading into the fight, a lot of people were pulling for Chan Sung in that fight. They were pulling for him, but no one expected him to win that fight. I didn't expect to be so one-sided. I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, I was hoping, but yeah, 
No. Who else and then Brian Ortega. Ortega. Which everyone has kind of given up on. Yeah. He also beat Jose Aldo. Yeah. Um, an older Jose Aldo, which I know has shown that he can still do it. But, you know, that was 2018. 2019, sorry. And then 2018, it was Chad Mendez. And then Darren Elkins, Jeremy Kennedy. Um, my point is, his win streak, you know, there's a lot of people on there who aren't around anymore. And they're not around for a reason. So... Is Volkanovski that good? I do think so. Okay. Just what he does with Max Holloway. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know. Um, but what yeah. he what he what he did to Max Holloway is a big deal. But then, other than Max Holloway, you have Chan Sung Jung, Brian Ortega, and older Jose Aldo. Yeah. I don't know. Um, is his stand up really that good? I think so. Or I, okay, I know. Sorry. But, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> if he fights, if he fights Islam and it goes to the ground. I don't think it ends well for him. Yeah. Um, I don't care how much you train. If you're training all that stuff now, you should have been doing it your whole life, your whole career. Yeah. Because that's how much that's what it's gonna take to stop Islam and Khabib. Like that's what it's gonna take to stop those guys. Um so it's it's gonna be tough. Islam's goal needs to be to get it to the ground, but I don't think it is. I think he's gonna wanna go for the knockout. Yeah. Um that's what uh, I mean. He's talked about wanting to go for the knockout too, yeah. and it's like I don't think it's a good idea. Well, the thing is though is like because it happened whenever he fought Charles Oliveira, especially you saw it is just um, <clears throat> Charles didn't want to go to the ground. He was like in the second round, he was hesitant to throw because he knew that takedown was right there. And the thing about these Dagestani guys is they can do that to where they can completely psych you out and not and to where you're so focused on not going to the ground because that guy is so strong. And it's like he can take you down at your own will. I know Charles is a little different because of his jujitsu. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, what if he gets uh, Volkanovski down, keeps him there for like three minutes, they goes in the second round, Volkanovski's like, fuck, like I can't really throw a punch because he's probably going to shoot. He's going to, you know, and it's like now he's just overthinking that whole thing. But it's also having that explosive power that I know Volkanovski said that he's been working on a lot, you know. So. I'd, I'd like to see uh... – I think this would be fantastic, and I think this would solidify Volk as the number one pound for pound. Is if um, Islam gets a takedown, it's gonna happen. But then the next time Islam shoots in for a takedown, knockout with a counter knee, boom! Fight IQ ninety nine, <laughs> knees ninety nine. Dude, it's like when I play the UFC four and I get Volkanovski. It's just like you're unbeatable. There's, there's nobody. They made him so here. freaking good. But if he beats, if he beat, if he be, if he were to be Islam with a flying knee as Islam was shooting in, boom, dude, I'd put him so on the happy. cover. I think he did. He definitely can knock out Islam. Islam has been. I think he out could before. too. I think he could. He could knock out Islam. He's good enough too. He's strong enough too. He's explosive enough too. It's just that takedown. Is he going to be able to stop that takedown? Because yeah. I, I also do think that. Um, Islam can knock out Volk. Right. But I think he has a harder time knocking out Volk than Volk does Islam. And that's just because of how comfortable Volk is on the feet. I don't think Islam's as comfortable. And that's going to show at some point in this fight. Yeah. Clip that. Because I, I, I really feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> it was, so you have... Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so your pick is uh uh man, I don't know. It's really tough because if you pick uh anyone, 
by the feet, you know, by by a knockout. Yeah. Islam could just take it to the ground and win immediately. Yeah. You don't know. If you pick Islam by submission, you know, anyone could get knocked out in this fight because both guys have shown they can knock anyone out. Um, Where's James Cross when we need him? Yeah. Tell us who you're betting on, James. Yeah. Um, At least tell us who you think is going to win. I'm going to say Islam by decision. Islam by decision? Yeah. I don't want it to be. But my thought process is it does stay on the feet. But Islam doesn't fight the way that Volk wants him to fight. He's not very aggressive. And Volk kind of feeds into that by being overly aggressive and just getting countered the whole time. Yeah. Because of the size difference. And then we go to decision. There's a couple takedowns in there. Um, Islam, you know, he's going to get a couple takedowns. And, you know. Yeah. It'll go to decision. It'll it'll be a lackluster main event. I don't know, man. For a great a great pay per view, and that's what we're gonna be left with. That's what sucks. I'm gonna have to pay eighty bucks for this shit. Yeah, freaking Dude, kill yeah. Fucking tell me <laughs> what's it called? Um, I don't know. I got. I, I think Volkanovski. I think he gets the knockout. I don't. I, I do you think, think that or do you feel that? Do you want that? I fucking want that so bad, dude. I'm such a huge fan of Volkanovski. Like I, I don't know, man. I'm a fucking. He, it's. I don't understand the people who don't like Volkanovski. I don't get it either. It doesn't I, make sense. I, I he's got, such a cool dude. He's goofy. He's, yeah. He makes those dumb cooking videos, but they're not dumb to him. He loves them. He loves doing it. Yeah. It's not like a fun thing he's doing for attention. I know people like like really started to fucking dislike him like right after the um, what's it called um. After he beat Max the first time, and that's when, and then he beat Max again. People oh, were sorry, he beat your boy. Yeah, and I'm like, but he's good though. Yeah. And then, like, you look at what he's done since getting that title. It's like, dude, shit. And Max is a fantastic number two, and that's okay. Yeah, and it's like, well, I'm still gonna tune into Max Holloway fight. I can still yeah. like both guys, but you have to understand, like, Vol- Volkanovski is the champ, and he's a great fucking champ. Um, man, dude, I just really fucking hope he wins. I'm a stand, dude, honestly. <laughs> Like that's probably my favorite fighter, man. He's so fucking good. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah, we can tell. He's he's amazing, dude. His what's it? His muscles are the best. If he his... came out with a cologne, would you wear it? Bo- fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Shit, he came out with a cookbook. That's all I would do. You gonna shave your head? I'm gonna shave my fucking head, grow my beard back out, and just be like, yeah, I need to bulk up like fucking Volkanovski. So when I meet him, be like, hey, we look alike. Uh, he's not gonna know that I purposely did that, but yeah, no. No. I'm going to just be like, dude, well, hey, Volk, you're right here. Shake my hand. But I'm going to be looking at you. And he'll be like, oh, no, that's me. And I'll be like, whoa. What's that shit from uh, Nacho Libre when they're trying to hype up that dude? Dude, I haven't seen that movie in a long dude, time. Dude, that shit cracked me the fuck up. But Sorry. I don't know, man. What's your thoughts on the Ultimate Fighter stuff? Um, I am excited for the drama, which I wish I never would say. Because that's never why I liked Ultimate Fighter. I always liked it for the fighting. But the fighting has not been good in a long time. Right. Neither has the drama. No. Uh, so I think the drama between Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor should be fantastic or very cheesy. Because uh, I feel like Conor, when he talks trash, everybody loses their minds. No one even knows what he's saying. And no- nothing he says makes sense. But people lose their minds when he says it. Like, um, but I think Michael Chandler is just cringy and cheesy because that's who he is. Yeah. So it could be really lame or it could be very fun. I think it's going to be fun. I um, hope Connor crosses the line. What's that? I hope Connor crosses the line. Dude, I want to see that, man. He's probably going to say something about his kids. Yeah. And I, I hope 
he does for our entertainment. <laughs> for the sake of the fucking, for the sake of the viewers. Do it for the vine. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Of course I remember that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. My thing is, though, is is the fight actually even, even going to happen? I mean, they announced the coaches. We don't know what's happening. Manny Lozoya is going to be on it, which is exciting. Yeah. Houston fighter. So that's really fucking cool. Um, the but, Lozoya brothers. Yeah, they're both really good, man. Um, I enjoy watching both those guys fight. And But the thing is, is the fight actually going to happen? You know, Connor hasn't entered the testing pool. He needs six months of a clean test. We don't know what he's been on, what he's been doing, because he's been out of the testing pool to heal his bones all the way. But is he going to show if is he going to enter the testing pool? So in six months, we actually see this fucking fight. Or are they just trying to hype up a season of the Ultimate Fighter to get people to watch it again? I think that's it. Like if if he doesn't enter the testing pool, like when the show premieres, then that's exactly what it is. I don't know. I um, if we get to see Chandler and McGregor fight, I think that's very exciting. Um, I I know everybody's at this point. It's more divided than it used to be, which is saying something. I think, but I think you either love McGregor or you're sick of him. Um. I have a shirt uh, that I got in, uh, I don't know, man, like 2013 that says King of Dublin, Conor McGregor on mm-hmm. the back. Uh, I've been a fan. I'm, you know, got the Irish flag ahead uh, above us right now. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time, but I'm so tired of him. Uh, Liam Neeson came out and said that he's a disgrace to Irish people. And it's, that guy said something about black people one time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's some shit when he says something about that. It's I I just I think it's important how people see Conor McGregor because if Conor McGregor comes into this as the villain and he leans into that, I think he's going to be very relaxed and very comfortable. And this being his return to the cage, I don't think will phase him. But if he's trying to be like correct and the way Dana should want him to be, whatever that is, who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's not even uh, relevant, but if he's trying to be the fan favorite, you're not going to be Michael Chandler is the new fan favorite because of his fights. You know, he hasn't been winning them, but they're fun fights. So I think let Michael Chandler be the good guy. Cause naturally he just is. And you be the bad guy because naturally you just are. Yeah. Do that. And you get comfortable and I think if he's relaxed, he can be the same fighter he used to be. But with this new body, this new build that he is, I think if he's too much in his head, he's going to get knocked out. It's a big possibility. I think it's, this fight is very much a mental game between these two. It's going to have to be. I mean, um, Michael Chandler's going to finally, hopefully gets the Conor fight that he's wanted since he joined the UFC. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Conor's goals are. But if it's to make a run for the title again, I mean, he's got to get a lot of things together in order. And now he's going to be doing it at freaking lightweight or welterweight. Yeah. And so, I don't know, man. It's it's a lot going on with that shit. So. Connor versus Kamaru. <laughs> Jesus. Just thinking now. Just thinking out loud. But Connor come... and Leon would be fun. Yeah. Because Leon's not going to want to grapple with him. They'll clinch. No. But... Well, he might. He might. He still hits hard as shit, dude. Leon? Fucking Connor. Connor? Oh, I'm sure. But I, I think that's exactly. I think Leon would try to take him down because yeah. he's like, you know what? I don't care about, you know, how I win the fights. I just want to win the fight. That's very much who Leon is. At the end of the day, he just wants to win. 
He's really good at getting people's backs. Yeah. And Connor's really good at tapping when someone gets his back. Yeah. We've only seen it like once, but you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. This ultimate fighter thing is kind of weird. What are your thoughts about it? Folks at home. um, Let us know on Instagram or YouTube comments in the comment section. Cause I'm, I I do think this ultimate fighter season is going to be very interesting. Um, It'll be the first one in a long time that I think will actually be entertaining every now and then at the very least. Um, I really hope that the fight does happen. It's expected to happen, but if it doesn't, not surprised. Yeah. They're just hyping us up. Probably. Gassing us up. I don't know. What it could say. I don't know. Shit, dude, I'm 27. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what's going on in the MMA world right now. Um, we will um, get back with everybody on Miles Banks and his pro debut. He had to pull out of his fight um, February 5th. Uh, he had an injury going on that he had to deal with and is ex- hoping to make a return this year. But hopefully we can update you guys on when that'll be. We will be in touch with him. We are sponsoring him for whenever his pro debut is. And we're very excited about that. Uh, If you haven't listened to our episodes with Miles, hurry up and do it. Because he's going to be a big deal one day. We're pretty certain of it. He's a freak of nature. Just look him up. (laughs) It's weird. He's huge. And he's he's an athlete. And that makes no sense. He is Cyril Gone mixed with John Jones. That's okay. Calling it right now. That's a good analogy. Clip it. Two clips out of this one episode. We're good. Look at that. Call it a day. Peace out.